Welcome to the ACS podcast where we're discussing what comes next. I'm delighted to have our guest today, Barney Sandow from ACS Cobham, Head of School. Just a few words about ACS Cobham before we get started. ACS Cobham, it's the largest of our UK campuses. It's based on around 128 acres of beautiful Surrey countryside, even with our own ancient woodland on the grounds, which is just beautiful. It caters for students aged 2 to 18 with four distinct areas of the school, early childhood, lower school, middle school and high school, and each have their own outdoor learning and play and interactive areas, plus two boarding houses for students aged 12 to 18. So very large campus, very large student population. We also have some pretty exceptional facilities at the school. We mentioned the large open playgrounds, but we also have a fully equipped sports centre with a pool, fitness centre, gym, an outdoor running track, 3G pitch, football, softball fields, tennis courts, I mean, it goes on. But on top of that, we also have over 80 nationalities at the school, including our students and teachers, so a very diverse and international community. And I'm really pleased to welcome Head of School Barney today, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about those outdoor spaces we have at the school, and also how we integrate them into the everyday learning for our students a little bit more with that really strong sustainability message, which is a real passion point of Barney's. So, Barney, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. So, prior to joining us at ACS Cobham, you were the principal of an international school in Brunei. Very, very different from the leafy surroundings of Cobham and Surrey. I mean, what's inspired your international education journey to date and brought you to Cobham ultimately? Gully. Well, I mean, Brunei, actually, we were living in the middle of the rainforest there as well. So, so it's from green to green. Um, when uh, I first met my wife and we were beginner teachers um, and before she was even my wife, we had in both of our classes, we had a little boy who was from Brunei and he was he was as bright as a button um, and uh, my wife was teaching him French and when you learn French you talk about your home and your family and you explain what all of that is about and he spoke about his society where it was uh, a small country where everything was focused on family and he lived on a little house on stilts over the river with the rainforest out at the back over which the morning mist would tumble in the mornings and you could hear the monkeys crying out to you and when we as uh, had our first monkeys as a little family uh, my wife had a dream of going to Brunei and, a, and the job was there in the newspaper and we went out and had the most wonderful time, uh, the most wonderful experience where we could see our family grow up and professionally I was challenged each step of the way and, and ended up being the, the head of school. Um, and then one day as, as the head of school, um, this job came through. Uh, they, they, I was contacted by some recruiters about, about this place. And I made the foolish mistake of opening that, that email in front of my <laughs> wife, who saw this, this amazing place and the potential that was here. So, so I applied and, and was brought over and flew into Heathrow. And after only 25 minutes of getting in a taxi, you, you come along that little road, you know, over the bridge, mm-hmm. and you see the trees overhanging that little road, and you go past the security cabin, and then it just opens up. Mm-hmm. And it made my tummy flip over. And I thought, my goodness, we can do something amazing here. And uh, that was the moment. That was that was it. And that, that, this is where we wanted to be. It's quite an entrance to the campus, isn't mm. it? I mean, the very first time that I came to the campus, as you say, you go over that little bridge and it does. It just opens up into this whole different world that you would never know was nestled the other side of the A3. It's quite... 
it's quite something. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a complete juxtaposition. We're, we're in like that, that Goldilocks zone. So we're, we're just close enough to, to London to have that wonderful stimulus of one of the world's great cities on our doorstep, but far enough away that we've got this amazing space where children can be children. They can get outside. They can they can learn outside um, and they can, they can feel safe in what they're doing. And it, it gives us, um, you know, all of all of the opportunities yeah to get outside and play but also as they come up through the school to really think deeply about what the impact of sustainability is on them and and what um how important the responsibility is for that for them as they go out into the wider world to create something that can be that can uh, produce a healthy society uh, uh, you know, a, a burgeoning economy that aligns with their, their values around sustainability. And these are the, you know, the really uh, very real challenges that we can work on together. Absolutely. And you mentioned it briefly there, you know, outdoor learning, it really is something at the heart of ACS Cobham. Mm-hmm. And it goes far beyond forest school, which I think is what everybody automatically thinks of when they think of outdoor learning. But what, what, what do you see is the real point of difference at ACS when it comes to that outdoor learning? One of the great opportunities that we've had as a result of the pandemic has been well let's get outside and it's forced everyone to get outside that much more and and you notice you notice the difference in the children you notice it most pronounced in, with the with the little ones mm-hmm. uh, and after they've been outside they're more focused they're 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 you know you genuinely you can go go outside with a the, the bunch of little ones and they're, they're all over the place and if you just put some some bark in their hand, something which they can they can interact with, on that that kind of sensing level, then they're in it. They're focused. They're in that moment. Um, and that, once you've got their their focus, um, then the learning starts to happen. And and we have seen at school a real correlation between the amount of time they're spending outside and are involved with our outdoor learning uh to uh, better learning behaviors and ultimately more progress and and you know that's that's been backed up by lots and lots of research around the world but it it is you know it's absolutely what we see and, and what we see happening um here here at acs Cobham. Mm, and we've got a lot of facilities that help nurture that outdoor learning as well mm-hmm. i mean we're very lucky on the campus i mean the, the Tom Tent, we've got some lovely gardening spaces. You know them much better than me. <laughs> well, well, I'm really lucky. I get, so I get to live here on the campus and, and I, I go for a run in the mornings. And, and every, I was certainly the, for the first months that I was here, every time I went out for a run, I've, I found something else that I hadn't seen before. So, you know, the spaces that you mentioned, and then you go a little bit further and you've got the low ropes course and a little bit further around. At the moment, you've got these amazing banks of bluebells. Uh, that are there and we've uh, another space we've just built um, uh, a musical nest so actually we've got a whole bunch of uh, marimbas um, where the children go out into the forest and actually make music and uh, uh, I don't know if you've even seen it they've got these these silver pipes that you hit with a thing uh, looks like a table tennis bat mm-hmm. and they're, they're called bat pipes wow. so, so so literally the, the, the kids are out there actually making music surrounded by these ancient trees uh, fringed with banks of bluebells so it, it it paints a picture and if you can imagine the, the the creativity of the children being fostered in that kind of space and the way that they're able to connect with the outside world is the it's the antidote to too much screen time mm-hmm. uh, over uh, overstimulation uh, and uh, you know we feel really passionately that that it's it's part of that that reconnection with nature as part of their wider well-being 
music instruments in the woodlands you can't get more incredible than that really can you <laughs> I, I look forward to seeing some of the performances that come from there and you, you talked about the fact that you you know you, you run around the campus regularly so you see a lot of the campus you hosted an afternoon at the school recently to invite teachers and staff to do exactly that to see the campus in a different way to open up the conversation about different spaces and how it could be used for outdoor learning but also how to integrate sustainability into their lessons what what ideas did you see come from the event that are you hoping or do you think will be implemented well i think um there's i think sustainability has been a a, a massive part of life at AZS Cobham for for decades mm-hmm. but what is starting to happen is that we're we're making the links between all of these people that are doing these things that have been working in isolation uh, and so uh, that event last week was about sharing a good practice and getting people outside and actually thinking oh, right how can you bring that into your lesson because there's all of these opportunities that are out there that people might not have been aware of or thought they, that they were just doing on their own so so it was it was a question of, of really sharing sharing everything that's happening so Golly, um, yes, there was there was uh, geometry happening around actually planning out a garden and and then modelling those things that can be taken you know can be taken off to the the highest levels of the high school. Actually, you, you could start doing some pretty serious mathematics in 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 that kind of modelling and then bringing into the world of STEM because our um, IT integrationists started to go around and go, hold on, I can start to make an interactive three D model that um, that you can actually then walk around uh, in in a virtual space of of the gardens if the if the children have mapped it all out um so able to take it on to the the next level and i mean one of the the favorite activities that was massively oversubscribed was the opportunity to go and do some uh, beekeeping so the, the bees the bees, <laughs> the bees have, they were a big hit I, you know getting dressed up in those suits uh, and um, uh, going in there i mean that that's a that's a project that's been started by the the high school boarders um, and they're they're really enthusiastic about it, and the the teachers were just as enthusiastic as well. Because actually, the, um, you know, there's a, it, it, you know, it's a great fun activity, but the thinking that then goes on beyond that in terms of our symbiotic relationship with the pollinators and the 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 different threats that are affecting bees and what we can do about it on a small scale here will breed, um, you know, the next generation of global thinkers. That, that, that look at the problem, identify the solutions here, and then are able to go out and make a wider difference in the wider world when they leave us. I mean, it's quite incredible. You say that, yeah, that the lessons that you've even mentioned, they're inspired by the outdoors. It's it's amazing. I mean, geometry in a garden and in plant beds, I mean, who would have thought? But what an amazing way to think creatively and outside the box for the lessons. Because mm-hmm. I think it it's always assumed or not assumed, it's always thought that it's easier to encourage outdoor learning in the youngest of students. Because as you say, you know, the early childhood kids, you know, you can get them outside, give them peace of bark, and they, they can just run wild and get creative. I mean, I was looking out the windows of Haywood House the other day when it was a very, very windy day, and I could see that they had bags on sticks, and they were running around looking at how windy it was. And you know that they were just so amazed and so excited and so happy but they mm. were learning at the same time Absolutely. but this the older children it's the older students where it can get a little bit more challenging i guess yeah yes uh, and and you know my background is as a high school physics teacher um and you you can you can get bogged down you can think well, I've, I've got to get through this subject content but 
I, I really passionately believe that if you take the, the you know, the, the, the kids in high school are in danger of spending all day inside a classroom, uh, learning and focused on on the kind of things that they're doing. But but with a little bit of imagination, you can take that step outside and that'll be then the point of the day that they remember. That'll be the point of the day that sticks with them. Um, and, uh, you know, as well as the, the, the additional benefits to, to their own well-being, to making those connections, I, I, I passionately believe that it, it then fuses in with their learning as well. Um, and then there's also opportunities that our senior kids have taken, have seized to um, to step up into leadership roles. So actually, uh, we've got some of the, the high school kids that are leading the planning of the gardening project. And they've developed a fantastically simple idea where they've been uh, painting pebbles with the different kind of plants that you can plant. So they, they've set this game up. So the little ones then come up, use the pebbles to do the planning of their planting on the maps that they've built of the garden outside. And then those same pebbles have gone into the flower beds where they've been planted. So you can see oh, that's, that's what's growing. Um, and so that that was an idea that was absolutely it came you know something that, that you could really create a business or an entrepreneurial project around that was set up by one of the older ones that's been taken forwards by the little ones and 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 again that kind of learning is 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 lovely and I think it really empowers both parties both the little ones who, who really look up to the, the the big ones and the big ones makes them feel pretty special as well. That's so lovely the fact that the older students thought about including the little ones as well and mm-hmm. I think that that goes to show. I think that goes to say a lot about the ACS Cobham community in mm-hmm. itself. It is such a close-knit community. I mean, it's, it's a big school. We, we've got a lot of students here, but hearing stories like that, I think, really bands it all together. Yeah, yeah. yes. And, and before we came on the podcast, we were talking about the importance of feeling connected, the importance of feeling, of feeling a sense of belonging. And, yeah, we've got a really international community, but actually, in some ways, the way that families um, may be here, maybe maybe have traveled here without their normal uh, support networks means that the school community provides those connections mm-hmm. that in a, in a stronger and deeper way than might happen uh, at a school that's not international and has mixed up. So um, we, we are able to benefit from that and build on that sense of connection to our community to enable um, the kids to feel like they, they have that sense of purpose because that's, the, the, you know, that's a critical part of your ultimate well-being is feeling that you have a, a role to play that you can make a positive difference and that, that your your work is valid mm, and sustainability is such a strong message around the world these days isn't it to really combine and unite people together interestingly you know so if you think about the fact that we have this big international community do to different students from different different nationalities approach sustainability differently that you've noticed or come across because of you know different cultures or different ways of life from where they're from or that's a really interesting question um so i i that that'll be something i have to go away and look at because that's not that's not something um i have i have really considered i mean of course we have to be you know enormously culturally aware and and uh, people do come at things from from uh from very different perspectives yeah. and um uh, certainly, certainly, we we have looked at things from from uh, different people's backgrounds. So uh, we've got Hügelkultur, uh, which is a, a, a German uh, kind of uh, flower bed technique, which has gone into gone into place, which is uh, all about um, uh, permaculture and using the energy from the food waste from the kitchen and, and burying that with with logs and things, and then it provides this really fertile area to grow things on top of. 
Um, so so we we are definitely taking ideas from different cultures mm-hmm. and and building them into the, the different projects that we've gone on around the school. But in terms of the different attitudes to sustainability, that's that's an interesting question that I'll have to go and look at because I genuinely haven't haven't uh, haven't really explored that. And that you know again, there's more thinking there that we can do. And it, it's a it's a bottomless pit mm. of of ideas and, and inspiration to to go away and investigate. Yeah, I mean, that would be a really interesting thing to find out more about because of because some cultures that do just approach things just so differently. I mean, sustainability is one of our six pillars of developmental planning. It is it's a huge focus factor for the school. It shows how important it is, really. What initiatives are already taking place at the school, like actively taking place on a day to day basis? And I know that there are some student-led ones, some teacher-led ones. You know what what what's currently in place? There is there's a huge amount going on, um, and um, there's uh, a, there's a, a school-wide sustainability plan, uh, which I think is is really really exciting. And there's, there's more information that will be released into the public domain about that, uh, which I think will really surprise some people about how. Uh, seriously the commitment that ACS as an organisation takes to sustainability and around uh, you know where, where we are in terms of the, the amount of carbon that's coming in and coming out but yeah, I'm going to keep that one under my hat because I think it'll, it'll you know I know, I know <laughs> watch that, this space watch this space but, it, but, but that is that's really exciting work uh, and uh, it's based around the, the partnerships initiative what I'm um, what makes me really excited is is when I see the students taking the initiative um, and we've got a student-led group called the Cedars, um, who are the sustainability leaders mm-hmm. um, that are taking forwards um, both uh, analysis of where we are and what we need to do to get better. And they're using the the Green Flag Award mm-hmm. as something that binds them all together as a group and gives them uh, measures that they can demonstrate they're making an impact. Um, and so again, that's that's going to be something that this group of students is doing to to look at. Right, um, what are we doing in terms of energy? What are we doing in terms of water? What are we doing in terms of food waste? Mm-hmm. How can we uh, uh, limit our impact on the planet and actually look at opportunities with the things that that we're we're not using or discarding and actually turn them into and give them give them another use? Um, and I th- I think you know a part of uh, what we're doing is uh, facilitating every every kid to think right how are we on that journey and how can we get better because it's never a destination you never reach that destination mm-hmm. we are sustainable it's always asking ourselves questions and saying right how can we do this this a little bit better what are the improvements we can make i mean there's there's new developments coming out all the time with mm-hmm. sustainability aren't there and new almost like causes for concern or flags or ways that we can do things better so mm-hmm. as you say it is a ongoing journey yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yes and it and it is it's a it's about the journey not the destination being being an educator is always about being on the journey rather than a re, a reaching a destination uh, our our mission is to create globally minded citizens who are going to go forwards and analyze the situation around them have the agency and the belief that they can make an impact that they can their actions will not only make a difference around them, but they'll inspire other people to go and, and make a more profound change. And, and mm. by acting collaboratively, well, there's, there's no limit on what they can do. I'm really excited to find out how all the projects go and hear the musical instruments at the campus. It's, I think it's a really, really exciting set of initiatives. At ACS Cobham, the... Um, it's because we've got the grounds, we've got the ability to really embrace it. But, you know, we, we have extra, extraordinary opportunities. Mm. to to enrich the learning that happens Mm. um and uh 
that's a really big part of what makes being here quite so special. Lovely. So final question, Barney, what comes next for ACS Cobham in terms of outdoor learning and sustainability? What, what's the next big plan? So in terms of the, the, the next big thing that's on the horizon, I'm super excited about the STEM Centre, which is going to be built over the summer and will be ready for our students that are coming back in August. And that space will enable children to come together from across the, the different uh, areas of the curriculum to identify and then find the solutions to the kind of global challenges that that, uh, that they will be facing. And, and in that space, they'll be able to design, they'll be able to query, and they're actually going to be able to make uh, you know, the genuine uh, objects, genuine devices that are going to help us solve the problems that uh, that we've got out here. Um, whether that whether that's um, new funnels for bees or a new home for the ducks or um, any any manner of uh, of individual solutions that we have out there that enables our children to think right now, I can I can I can find the solution to the problems that I face, and we can we can empower them to feel that they have the the skills to go on and make a difference. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing the STEM Centre, obviously, once it's built and seeing all the kinds of projects that come out of that. But thank you very much for your time, Barney. It was an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Uh, to find out more about ACS or ACS Cobham, you can visit our website at any time on acs-schools.com. Thank you very much, Barney. My pleasure. It was really nice to be able to talk about something that is really easy to be passionate about.